0: Good morning sweet dreamers, my name is Oscar and joining me today... Tinsley. Tinsley. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.
1: Tensley. This episode will be the introduction of the Suck Toes saga. It will be a review of In Search of Lost Time. The duration is 6 minutes and 9 seconds. It was published on March the 9th in 2021. It is currently sitting at around 682 views.
0: Thank you, Tinsley, for that amazing status briefing of the short film we shall embark on for the Sukto Saga. So, who is mostly responsible for this piece of shit film? <sighs> well, it is Mr. Meathead who is responsible for this Chernobyl piece of shit. In fact, the disaster of the Chernobyl gets nowhere near this level, I must admit. It is quite unbelievable, the, the level of hazards that can happen throughout this uh, making of the short film. Let me uh, set in the mood for you listeners uh, as we start the uh, first episode of the Sucktail Saga with uh, In Search of Lost Time. You're trying to relax with a nice cold beverage, just easing the stress from a busy and productive day. There's a scream, then clattering noises. You turn to see what the reason is and you instantly know what the reason is. Mr. Suck Toes and Mr. Meathead are coming towards you with some rope and an empty potato sack. They are here to kidnap you. So you try to run, but they get to you. You are now sitting in an empty warehouse, strapped to a chair with a bag over your head, not knowing where you are and what time has elapsed since you were kidnapped. They take the bag off, just for you to see a projector screen and many stereos surrounding you. You start screaming and resisting as you have an idea what will happen, what those monsters will make you do and see in the projector screen. They put a YouTube video, and you are about to see the horrors come to life on the screen. In Search of Lost Time starts to play.
1: Now, why don't we delve into the film that will start the saga off Oscar?
0: You're right. I, I apologize. I just want to share one of the testimonies that I was told with their experience in watching the short film. That's what actually happened. They were, they were actually, this little setting the mood, BS. They were actually, this is like a testimony. This this happened to a person. They got he they got kidnapped and forced to watch that film. I feel bad for them every day. Every day, I light up a candle for them and remember it in honor of what they had to do. That could have been me, but it wasn't. <laughs> it is amazing when you first watch the first few seconds of the film, since they forget to cut apart. Now, I noticed this when watching it again when I was uh, doing this episode, right? When I was writing the notes for the criti- for the criticizing of this film. As I'm watching this, I'm like, whoa, 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 The protagonist is seen prepping up, or something. Must be something, but the mouth is moving like you can see that the protagonist's mouth move but there's no audio and then he gets into position so we see him prepping up like we see him prepping up for the scene but they left it those few seconds are still in the film you can see him adjust himself on the chair but that part was left in so it just makes it weird to see how could they forget to cut the part where he is obviously not in character sloppy Sloppier than the sloppy seconds that Luigi gets on that fucking blonde princess. You
1: are referring to Princess Peach, your dumb fucking knob.
0: Don't you dare call me a knob because you are an American fucking robot. Just because you watch a British fucking Minecraft streamer does not mean you are a Brit wanker. You fucking spilling oils in your knickers,
1: huh? Why don't we just get back into the film since we are just trying to stall talking about this horrid short film? Man, I'm telling you,
0: man, this this robot, man, the, 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 I don't know what's going on with it. Lately, it's been uh, aggravating me. Slowly, slowly. It's almost like the film. I'm, I'm slowly going into madness with this with this guy. I'm just kidding. But, but he does irritate me. But hey, it's part of having an AI with you, I guess. You're right, though. You're right, Tinsley. Watching all this films sometimes make me turn into somebody vile like Sucktoes, an arrogant piece of shit who asks for nudes on the same night he meets the person although i'll give him the benefit of the doubt now listen to this i'll give him the benefit of the doubt it did do it to a girl that told me so it's just one case so who knows if he does it constantly you know we we don't know if he's a if it's a variable a constant independent dependent from what i gathered it is a constant thing he does right but i'll give him the benefit of the doubt here on this episode throughout reviewing these films i shall shed more light on this mr suck character to give you a profile of one of the persons who make this shit. The reason is because I know Mr. Sucktoast more than I do Mr. Meathead. Uh, Mr. Meathead, I've only gotten to know him through uh, through the piece of shit work he's done on these short films. Thank God. And Mr. Sucktoast, you could say we were once friends. You could say that we were once allies before turning enemies before the war. But hey, it happens. You know, I don't like the guy. And, uh, when you learn that a person's a scumbag, you, you usually don't stick around with them, right? <laughs> and if you do, you better um, reevaluate the situation. Uh, but I'm not here to really give advice on that. Another negative that clouds this film is how the camera tends to shake. But it isn't because of an earthquake. But maybe because that cameraman hasn't taken the hourly puff of nicotine. So so maybe he isn't an earthquake in his mind. Seriously though, there's shaking. That takes the immersive experience and being in a clusterfuck of a movie away. I don't know why any of the directors try to save money for at least a stand. Since that would elevate the quality of their film a bit it would gloss on up the pile of shit this film is just a little stand you know their hands shake i shake too but it's not because of nicotine or anything like that i just i think everybody has shaky hands right but it sometimes it's a lot very shaky sometimes it's not but i think they should at least get a stand or make a makeshift stand so the shaking isn't so obvious but you know maybe 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 i'm wrong here but when you watch these films you see the shakiness and it really does take away the experience of being inside of it as the protagonist was sitting down he's like doing some weird shit it's almost like he's having an lsd trip while just staying there but the protagonist gets a necklace and i think it's fucking important since the cameraman zooms in on the necklace yet we have no fucking idea what it is supposed to mean nor does the movie even try bother Explaining the necklace after the film is done why insert things in a movie that even give it a scene for Christ's sake when it means nothing like a piss in the wind uh, That's what I don't understand about these guys. It's that uh, they they do that kind of stuff, right? They're like you think oh man This is maybe Important because you know they're zooming in on it. I think it's important right if a, <laughs> if a camera's focusing on a, On a, on an object or an artifact a prop. I think it's important, but uh, I guess these guys just like to burning time. See, there is always a motivation to anything a person does, like how Sucktoes is motivated to make a short films due to the passion he has for film. So why does the character suddenly get the urge to stand up and check his pocket watch? They should have fucking made the guy more vocal so we could at least know what he is thinking since the shit writers of In Search of Lost Time are incapable of conveying emotions through just visuals. That's a big problem. If you can't do it through visuals, then put some monologues and dialogues. These guys could make a fucking man breaking down seem like he is transcending to heaven. These guys are so fucking inept to make anything that is at least commonly good or for the better of a fuming contemporary setting society of those comebacks who think they have a passion for film, but how does it look when these short films are made by people that are vocal for their love of film? I just can't wrap my mind around the fact that they themselves to think they are gods among commoners when they are less valuable than a loaded diaper full of adult shit. It's Should it is impossible. It shouldn't be happening. God shall bear lightning on them so they can stop producing this shit. Almost lost my cool there. But let's move on to the next bullet point, shall we? I don't lose my cool. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a calm man. I never I never have these outbreaks. I don't know what's happening to me. I actually cannot explain it. I don't know what, what, what caused this inside of me to just suddenly start speaking like that. But let's move on. Let's, let's put this in the past of this episode. So throughout the film, you might think there's something wrong with your eyes. But it is just a film for some godforsaken reason. They have added some sort of filthy looking grain effect over some shots in the movie. It does not give a vibe or a sort of aesthetic towards the film, but makes you think you've got some sort of eye disease due to this movie. From my understanding and the research I have made, uh Helen Keller became blind due to the to a premonition she had of a scene from this sucking fuck short film. Um it just shows the depravity that mankind has fallen into and how demented a person can be when making these short films that Helen Keller became blind, a great women must I say in history of of the world all of a sudden the protagonist gets transported to the woods almost as if he had like cheat commands and like tp to a player in like like in minecraft like he suddenly appears in the woods uh i don't understand whether he is experiencing a vision of some sort or he is living back his memories i I don't think having so much ambiguity helps the film become any better but rather it hinders it since the film is not constructed right does he recognize the woods since he doesn't seem to be worried about how he is in a new location out of nowhere the protagonist spots a young lady in the woods too and uh, he seems to recognize her so he tries to follow her while he is following her the camera seems to get out of focus since it get blurry like it just gets blurry out of nowhere like it <laughs> like everything's kind of like fine quality and all of a sudden it just gets blurry um almost like shell shock just happened if it was intentional then why not even a fucking chimp drunkum Banana beer would fucking place a blur effect when there's not, not a motive or a reason for it. I, I find it strange, but I just love how he teleports to the to the woods. Like, the camera just, like, cuts to the woods and he's there. It's almost like he TP the cornets in there and suddenly he's like, Oh shit, this isn't where my friend's at. Uh, But don't worry, he's got cheat commands on. He can just, like, fucking float. The camera suddenly cuts to a bunch of guys with masks. Now, there, there there's this sequence. Uh, because when I when I made this it's really jumbled up to the script uh, There's like scenes where there's a bunch of stock footage of tarantula coming out of a of a skull super spooky As the stock footage is happening. They made a little house of uh, popsicle sticks and they burned it down I think they actually did make it so uh, I gotta say they put effort into that It's like a bunch of cuts of stock footage, which we'll be getting into so as that is happening So they're just sitting there in the table Staring at each other with their masks on. It's like three guys around the table and the protagonist is there just staring at them. I think I would also be having that reaction of like, what the fuck is going on? Now, this scene would have been cool if a song emphasized the strangeness or eeriness that the scene has before the protagonist's eyes. Uh, they could have banked on it, I think, right? But they just chose one song for the whole. The whole video. I don't know who they are supposed to be for the protagonist since he goes to the masked figures and starts like shaking them, hoping they pay attention. He's like, "Hey, it's like, come on, man! It's like, don't you know me? I know you. I guess he knows them. I don't know, but he's like, I know you. You don't know me." And then he starts like shaking them like violently. It's like, pay attention to me. Come on, you can't do this to me. I could be wrong, right? Now this is me guessing with the context clues that line the film which is basically nothing i am making this film make more fucking sense and maybe sound better through my guessing maybe why suck toes and meathead making me see that scene when i cannot comprehend or understand the connection of the masked guys to the protagonist i don't i don't care who they are i don't don't understand who they're supposed to be for the protagonist it's kind of like why am i watching this you know they should be there should be a connection towards this but uh i don't i don't think uh they they understand that the basics of a movie i'll be honest with you guys i don't think these guys know how to make a proper movie without making it like not understandable the staple of the shitty short films in this saga is using stock footage and this can't be a suck toast meathead horrific short film without its share of stock footage what is their fascination with using stock footage i've always argued and complained that instead of just filling time with stock footage they should put scenes in where it can connect the plot better explain what the fuck is going on with their movie But they seem to be magnetized to just making piles of incomprehensible trash. I I actually can understand that why they don't just try to explain the plot instead of sticking stock footage in. Maybe I am wrong. And these movies are like a prodigy of Space Odyssey. No, just a wannabe that fails miserably, actually. That's, That's the truth. They can ditch the stock footage and use that time to fill in the many holes that their short films have. Yet they simply don't. I don't know if they are lazy and just plop the stock footage in, or they really are ignorant to where they think it is suitably good to just stuff it with stock footage. I am more concerned about how their brains are wired for them to think there's no problem of just stuffing a short film with stock footage when they can enhance the arc of the movie. So it isn't just understandable, but good to watch and enjoy. And hence the plot, so it can be understandable for us, the audience,
1: and then it could be better to watch, it could be more enjoyable. Well, what was that, Oscar? You do not seem to be shitting on them that much, but rather seem like you want something better there.
0: It just really concerns me about that issue they have with using stock footage or scenes that simply convey nothing except supposed aesthetic and vibes. Let me get back to taking a shit again in search of lost time. How come I can draw a connection between. The girl to the protagonist towards the end of the film. You know why? Why can I do that? How come I can do that? I think it should not be like that. But rather should be given the clues from when she first appears. I do not care for her since I do not know the connection she has with the main character of the short film. I can once again only assume what the connection is towards them both. I cannot be sure. I don't even dare to imagine delving into the minds of Sucktoes and Meathead since I will be coming out mental due to how scrambled and disarrayed their thoughts are. Now, I will say this. It's a side note. Uh, Like I've said before, I have nothing against the actors. Uh, unless it's Sucktoes acting. It's not the actors' fault they're just doing what with, with what the director tells them and the writer, So they have no fault in this, just letting you guys know. Like, I'm saying I don't care for, for the character, but we're, we gotta, we got to establish this, as I always do. Yeah, the actors don't have any part of this. I'm more, like, if I'm talking about an actor, it's more about the character. Unless I specifically say actor. Unless I actually, like, shit on the actor, which most of the cases it's when Sucktoes is acting or anything like that, then there it is. You know? But I will state it. I picked up a theme of mirrors being used throughout the film, so I don't know if it is just me, but there seems to be a symbolic meaning in the mirrors. I believe it when the character walks inside a mirror to a different place in the film. So I think I am right in believing that there is a theme. Is it supposed to be a reflection of him, as of him looking back at the past through the mirror instead of himself? Him walking through the mirror could be the answer of him looking back at the memories that he has of that lady. Instead of seeing himself, he sees what it could have been like if he was with that girl. He is nearing death and can now just look into a mirror and imagine what it would be like to be in a different time where he was with her. Oh my. I think the film just did something there, right? I... I think it is something nice. But... I don't know if it is the work of the directors or me as a person that is trying to find something meaningful of something so meaningless and bad. I, I don't know, but I think there is something there. <laughs> uh, maybe if you guys ever watch the uh, the short film, uh, you could hit me up with an email towards our, yeah, you know, podcast to see maybe if the the mirror the mirror idea is correct. I must admit. Maybe the main character really is using creative mode because he keeps teleporting to different places without a reason. I I think the film could have used the pocket watch that is shown in the beginning as a way to show how the object is taking him to different places and times. Or using the mirror theory that I made, he walks into a mirror and boom, now a different location, right? But the main character ends up on the side of the road where he simply smiles and walks down the road as the movie shows the credits. The balls of the people that were okay with their names being associated with a short film like that. It is like a person being proud of being friends with a serial killer and then motivating the killer to keep slashing. You know, like, no, it just doesn't happen. Shouldn't happen. No, 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 no. I must admit there is something amusing and respectable about how they sort of stand by the film by allowing themselves to be known for how they were tied to making a shitty short film. I gotta give him props for that at least.
1: I thought the ending was interesting since I have seen that ending of a person walking in a symbolic fashion of them going to the other plane of life, although other movies have always done it better than this short film. What did you think of its Oscar?
0: I'm at a loss for words, and it isn't because of the ending was that good or amazing, Tinsley? I just cannot believe how the whole movie has been so ambiguous and surreal for them to have the protagonist simply walk to the afterlife. Why did they not... Make an ambiguous way of showing them go to the afterlife, huh? Because they're lazy. They use the word mystery, ambiguity, aesthetic, vibes, whatever, to a level so extreme that Kubrick would be scared himself watching this. It would actually probably classify classified as a good horror film. They use it as a way to defend why the film makes no fucking sense. Yet, since they are lazy, they convey how the character goes to the afterlife in the easiest fashion possible. At least I can comfortably say that he does die in the movie since it seems like that's what they wanted the audience to understand. So what the fuck was the whole mask people sitting around a table the young lady in the woods, a house burning down for? It just doesn't really make sense until a person that worked on it told me how the protagonist is looking back at the what if he was with a girl now that he's close to death. So I get to understand the film thanks to somebody who worked in the film. Shouldn't work like that, by the way. It's not like you're gonna go to like Quentin Tarantino be like, "Uh hey Quentin. Uh, so uh What was the whole point of the tenth movie you've made. You just don't it shouldn't be like that. You know, they make a movie so you can understand it." It's Unbelievable. Uh when when we did 5050, it's a short film that I made with my pal Diego. Um we're at the the original ending because we, we the original script I think is technically gone, but we we the writers know what the original script was in a sense. The ending consisted and this is for 5050, which is a short film that that I say did all right. Um, we put our passion into it. It makes sense. We're the original ending was actually them kind of being off. their cuckoo, you know. They're not there in their head. So when they're performing, they think there's people there, right? And we're gonna give hints to to how they're kind of delusion on their head, like they weren't okay in their head completely. Their screws weren't tight. So as they finish their act, because they're brothers who got separated, you know, things like that, and then they get back together when they're performing. We're going to have a little montage of them performing and laughing with the people. And then as it ends, we're going to have a close up of of us hugging each other because we're like, man, we finally made it to the top again. We're back together. Let's see what the road ahead of us is like right now that we're back together. And then the camera was slowly going to turn. It was going to do like a 360, you know, like it wasn't gonna break or cut. It was going to go from us hugging to slowly turning as there's clapping. Right. And there's I think there was, there was going to be music in it and it was going to turn to to the empty audience that like there was nobody there. There was nobody there the whole time. It wasn't practice or anything. they were just not there. They're all it was all in their head. And I think we're going to have where the is. I don't know if we'd continue or kind of I think it would have been better if it just as we see that there's nobody there just gets silent. And then as we see the empty seats, the credits were going to roll. So that was our original idea. We had seven minutes only for the film. So we couldn't actually put that in. Uh, sadly, we actually did also change the ending due to the competition we were in. They do not like, oh no, they do like the sad endings. But we decided to end it in a happier note. They just, you know, there is no empty seats or anything like that. It just had them finishing the performance. But the reason I bring up the short film I made is to show how you can make a good ending. You know, I, I'd say it's a little simple. It messes with a good idea. Yet these guys do an ending like that. I just don't understand, right? Why they do that? Because I think you can do a good ending. That's why I'm bringing up mine because that's the one I'm more like closely tied to since I did work in it. Um, it just amazes me because it, you could give the excuse like, "Oh, you wouldn't know because you you don't make short films." I did make one, and I might make another one. Will help at least. I won't be as closely involved as i was with Fifty Fifty, but i know that i will probably be helping as much as i can with the next one with the next short film that will be happening so i do have experience in short films. sadly the competition we're in like i said it was max of seven minutes here they had the time in the or actually no here you know i don't know it just it doesn't make sense for me how they can make a film like that i made a film or a short film so i understand and I have a passion for film as well. And and if I had a passion for a film, I wouldn't be turning in a movie like that. That would actually embarrass me. You know, being like saying how I'm, I'm a big lover for film, yet turning things in like that. I don't think, I don't think that's okay. It seems like they have no, uh, no passion for film, even though they say they do. Through the scenes of stock footage, there is a figure holding a book while candles in front. You can only presume it's death when the light of the candle is blown out, which is when the protagonist is walking on that road to the afterlife. I only found this out because the end credits states it's death. So the movie doesn't even let the audience know it is death unless you read the end credits. And if you make it to the end credits, you actually might be dead yourself, so watch out. What a half assed thing to do, just to have a black clothed figure just stand there with a candle in front. Is it a removed brother of the Kool-Aid Man? Is it the embodiment of the Black Plague? There's just no answers, which just makes the short film even more of a convoluted piece of shit mess. So a person that worked with the film, that's the same person that told me about the information before, uh, you know, told me what the plot of the movie was. Uh, There was a scene which was actually going to explain that the figure was death in the storyboard when they were storyboarding this. There was a scene that would actually explain this. They fucking decided to cut the scene from the movie, which is why I'm mentioning this topic in this episode. So Suck Toes and Meathead, see, those guys, like, look at how they think. There's a scene that makes sense or explains something, but they're programmed to not allow any of that child's play. They just keep making no sense. So they, they, they're just programmed to, like, no, 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 it just makes sense. It's impossible. We can't comprehend how it makes sense. Cut it. Just keep making more messy
1: shit. So... Is there anything remotely okay or good in this film, Oscar? Even if you have to scrounge at the bottom of the barrel to find something okay with short film.
0: Well, if you want something that's good, or something remotely okay uh, that, that I should say about this film, the effect for when he steps into the mirror was done decently, but I am not an editor or anything, right? So I'm sure somebody that does those effects will not think it's good or as good as it was for me. I'm sure that if you are... Into these special effects. Then you'll be like. Oh that's actually pretty shitty. But for somebody like me. Who doesn't really know much about it. Or the techniques. Or the techniques of it. Yeah. It's pretty good. The stock footage was certainly better. Than anything else. In the short film Since it was captured by professionals. Rather than those two fucking idiots. The music choice was good. But it was David Bowie's song. So it's not like they made the song. They just have a good taste. Of music. Which isn't something that should be commended. Now. This is a true purpose of the film or meaning. This is coming from one of the people that did the work on In Search of Lost Time. The protagonist regrets not being with the lady or he was never with her. So now he is on his deathbed technically imagining what it would be like to be with her. So he's just saying like what if if I was in that timeline where I'm with that chick. As I said before I only found this out thanks to that guy uh, he was telling me about. I was thanks to the guy I was telling you guys about that um, he worked on the film so it shouldn't be like that as I mentioned before so it's kind of disappointing. There might be a movie that has that theme but really does sound interesting and would love to see that idea be made into a film made by professionals and good writers. It is pretty dark and grim but I'm sure that if the idea was given to a good or at least competent writer they could make something better than what the short film did. In conclusion. In Search of Lost Time was a short film that does not have any dialogue so they must rely on visuals to convey the story which isn't done properly. I think it is laziness and also the fact that Suctos and Meathead don't seem to be competent enough to make anything make sense in their short films. It is not a movie I would never recommend or even watch again unless I want to laugh at how bad of a short film it is. This film gives a glimpse of Suctos and Meathead's mind with how they think. And how they work. This is just the start of the saga. And there's more short films in this saga that will provide us with a more detailed profiling of Suktoes and Meathead. The deeper we embark in this saga, the more horrors we will find in those two minds. So get prepared. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Sukto Saga. Um. This was basically a review of In Search of Lost Time, which is what the saga is. You know, as we're reviewing these films, we're understanding more of these two characters that we are talking about, Sucktoes and Mr. Meathead. And the uh, more we embark on this journey of the saga and reviewing these short films, the more we understand Sucktoes and Mr. Meathead. Now, I will be revealing more of Mr. Sucktoes as we progress. Like I said, because I did know him more than Mr. Meathead. I hope the ways wait- the I hope the wait wasn't too long or irritating um i know that the gap for the first episode of the revolutionized the new sweet dreams am is very different is very long and distant from this episode so i hope it wasn't too bad i barely finished the script for this episode so i hope it was enjoyable to hear um i I did work on this i worked uh, less than half one day and then weeks passed and i finished it I was like, you know what, man? I got the energy to type. I got the energy to write and see what I can do. And I finished it, and I was like, I'm going to have to record this. If not, it's going to be more weeks before I actually record and edit because I like to record and edit. I don't want to just record and then just leave it there in the in the burning pile, letting it roast. I will apologize once again for the gaps that will probably arise between each episode since I've been busy with college work. College work has been really... um. Uh, interfering in a sense with 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 the podcast in the sense that I you know I do my college work and then I play games in a sense, right? So I haven't been really hammering too much on the scripts, but just know that I make the script first. I have to make the script first, really. Where I go because as I'm making the script, I have my notes of the of the review that I made for the short film, right? For in search of lost time, I had a journal with notes. So from there, I'm making the script. So it does take time for me to make the scripts. I'm not a really good script writer either. So (laughs) it does take more time. Like if you tell me to improvise, I'll probably do a good job. But once I have to put pen to paper or, you know, type, it does become a little harder for me. So I really hope you can appreciate. So I really hope you guys understand that uh, college work has been, you know, raving up. I'm trying to get ahead while I can during the summer. So I don't have to stay as long in my life in college and start working. I hope you listeners stay along for this journey into the Suck saga. I would really appreciate the patience that you guys could have uh, for for the saga to come out. I really hope each episode is worth it. It's like, you know what? Maybe it took a little too long, but the episode was pretty entertaining. I must give it to the guy. Remember, we have an Instagram and TikTok, so you can go check it out and maybe give it a follow. The Instagram will be used more for kind of like a heads up, like, hey, an episode might be in in the works or... Or if you see posts, usually means a new episode came out. So if you're on TikTok or Instagram and you see that Sweet Dreams AM podcast have, have, have made some posts, then that means that there's probably a new episode out. So that's a good way for you guys if you want to be on the standby to when an episode will come out. That's that's the best way to do it, either through Instagram or TikTok. Um, it's more of the highlights of the episode. So you can go check it out, right? So if you see a new highlight, you're like, oh, this is a new episode. Remember that you can also submit topics via our email for future episodes. If you want to say like, "Hey, why don't you check check this out and tell us what you think," or this mini documentary and what you gathered from it, um, you can submit the topic via our email. Simple as that. And uh, I'll be looking into the email, be checking them, and I'll reply to be like, um, I'll usually I'll, I'll try my best to reply in the sense of like, "Hey, I'll actually be looking into this." Uh, obviously if anything that you guys submit isn't really doable then i won't respond in that sense but i will thank you though i just just be known that i do thank any anybody that submits a topic i hope you listeners stay safe and stay happy um i know like i said this will be taking pretty long for me maybe um it's kind of like when the uh lady at the airport or at the plane tells you like you might experience some turbulence and then you're fucking shaking so that's what kind of is like when I tell you that maybe there'll be gaps of time, um, but I really hope each episode's worth it. I hope each one uh, fulfills your your sweet dreams, am um, you know intake. But I want you guys to stay safe throughout that whole time that these episodes come out, even after, and that you guys stay happy and positive. In case you don't hear us, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.